Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday, it's 5pm, it's time to crack open a beer and start your weekend with... Um, well, by hearing about Brad's romantic weekend in Paris, eh? Oh, mate, I tell you what, I'm absolutely knackered from going from bloody Sweden, where we had a mental three-day shoot. Uh, what time did we get back? I don't even remember. We got back quite late at night. <laughs> it was, I, I got home uh, just, just before 10pm, so you yeah. probably half an hour earlier. No, I reckon I was 10pm as well. And oh. then I had to I had to get up at 5am um because i was on the earliest eurostar uh the following morning which is which is great i just felt incredibly tired um and then paris was amazing i've never been to paris before um so i was just taking it all in somehow i somewhere somehow i'd managed to book my hotel uh half in the knowledge that i was near a flea market What I didn't quite appreciate was I was basically in the middle of the biggest antiques and flea market in the world, which I think is something like seven hectares wide, seven square hectares. Do you know how wide a hectare is? It's like a farm, isn't it, mate? It's a decent sized farm. We're talking, we're talking almost like kilometers here of, of, uh, thousands and thousands of shops. It's fucking insane. It's known as the World Attic. It's called Depuis Saint Owen. I probably murdered how you pronounce that, but it's it's loads of different villages with different things. Mate, I tell you what, Eurostar, big fan. I managed to bring a two and a half meter long metal Coca Cola sign, an American vintage Coca Cola sign, all the way back on the Eurostar. Two and a half meters long. Fucking amazing. Oh <laughs> what a sight you'd have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I look like a total nutter. But, uh, oh, yeah. Especially when I walked into the hotel as well. They gave me some really fruity looks. But uh, I probably thought you is... were redecorating your hotel room. Yeah. Yeah, this is the sort of thing I enjoy, Johnny. And when I'm not drinking beer, I'm out, like, I'm like... Supporting uh, macro cola. Yeah, well, I just, I love that. I love branding. I love Americana. I do love Coca branding. It's like the best brand ever. Like it's an incredible, from a sort of graphic perspective, it's incredible. But um, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. So I just feel incredibly tired. Um, I walk like eight miles a day every day. So I basically did a marathon. Um, but I was also I also ate a milfoire 
milfoil every day um and uh <laughs> like so i kept i kept my spirits up with that and then we drank calories what, up, yep. yeah kept my calories up that wine just sort of like drinking wine wholesale not a lot of beer consumption sorry johnny i did have a pacifico which is definitely not craft beer um <laughs> at, at an amazing taco place where i i had some uh beef tongue tacos which were a bit chewy but were very very tasty um and that had a secret um, cocktail bar out back, which you recommended to me, and I believe was recommended to you by Alex, French guy cooking, right? Uh, you know, I, I when uh, my wife and I went, we got recommendation for a couple of people, but I think that was an Alex recommendation, yeah. Yeah, well, it was incredible. It was like it was like a sort of hidden cave out the back of this very small hole in the wall taco place. Um, it was it was awesome, man. Like. So you know, the people in there were lovely. Uh, they came, did a round of shots with us at the end of the night because we'd had a good time having a chat about heavy metal music and various other things. Uh, yeah, it was great, man. So Paris is awesome. Uh, uh, romance was 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 good. Snails were okay. <laughs> romance was good. What a review! Blimey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So romance, uh, successful romantic weekend, I think. Yeah, when, right. when you say romance, you mean that you really love your new, new, new Coca-Cola sign? Oh, dude, I'm in love. I'm in so in love. I'm just trying to work out where I'm going to put a two and a half meter metal sign in my already full house. But uh, Yeah, you I don't think, have ma- much wall space. No. I Maybe feel up like, the stairs. Well, it would go up the stairs, 100%. But what I'm actually thinking is I might take some of the tiles off of the wall in my kitchen and have it as like a sort of kitchen thing where my units oh, are. Lordy. Because I got this metal 1950s kitchen as well, so it'll fit right in, basically, Johnny. I'm just a bit of a mentalist. Okay. I'm a, I can I, hear you justifying the purchase in your head right in there. It'll, it'll fit right in. I've got a 1950s kitchen. I tell you what, Johnny, it cost me 100 euros, which is I Ooh. spent. Yeah, I don't think that's that bad. I think it's all right. That's. I mean, I, I don't spend a lot of money on stuff, but I, I splashed out on that. That was the most I spent on anything there obviously you know I mean, for, for you know per, euro per square meter it's exactly not it's not euro per, per footage or <laughs> meterage we're talking what does that work out a meter it's two and a half meters long my maths is terrible uh it's cheap it's cheap per meter i think it's it's peanuts per meter there you go <laughs> Should we talk about beer? What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we could talk about that that bottle of Pacifico, but maybe we should talk about our trip to Sweden to see Omnipile. Oh, dude. Uh, do you know what? It was just, it was incredible, buddy, being back with you, like a couple of, you know, cowboys out on the open range, uh, <laughs> going through, sailing through the skies. Uh, cowboys don't sail, do they? Maybe we're, we're voyagers. We're like, you know, spacemen or whatever beer explorers uh going to a foreign land again we haven't done that in like two years it's incredible i'm just i'm just flicking through our videos to try and find the last time um last time we went abroad it well it's it's bleak um yeah i literally it's i'm having to load more videos oh my god i think it was i think it was nearly three years no way yeah mate I tell you what, it didn't disappoint, did it, right? Omnipolo, man, I love, I I have got serious man crush on Carl and Henock. <laughs> I could they, I could tell you had a man crush such, on Carl. They're such nice dudes, right? They're fucking amazing yeah, guys, it was, man. 
it, it's going to be, I think, I think it's going to be one of our best videos. Particularly, so we we shot three videos out there. We've shot what is pastry stout, uh, chatting to Henock. Um, we shot um, a homebrew, the start of a homebrew episode. So we're going to be brewing a pastry stout uh, in a couple of weeks on the Grainfather. Um, and then we also shot a full documentary all about Omnipoyo. And I can tell you, there are some amazing revelations in there about how Omnipoyo go about their their art, about their brewing, about you know how everything's changed now that they um they they brew a lot well not a lot of the beer a proportion of the beer themselves um stuff like you know using organic swedish all organic swedish malt um their approach to adjuncts the the sourcing they do traveling all over africa to get the correct beans and stuff like that like we're gonna we're gonna blow some minds and change some minds i think um and henok and carl you know the amount of we we consider pastry beer being sort of sort of throwaway beer like um it's sort of quick, quick culture, right? It's like quick, yeah. make a pastry beer. People will line up for it. We'll make a ton of cash and then never really have to worry about it, worry about the quality of it. If it explodes, it probably won't because they'll drink it too fast, all this kind of stuff. But the way that on the Polo do it is so different. There's more thought goes into their pastry stouts than most of the, the lagers and IPAs that we drink every day, I think. Like a proper, um, a mindful experience almost, some of the beers that they're making. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. It's yeah, it's contemplative, it's mindful, it's it's hyper aware of every single ingredient that's going in. Like it's the I think it's the nerdiest of nerdy beer experiences I've possibly ever had. The levels that that Henek was going into about where they source their stuff. Like I think people think they just get instant coffee and like bang it in or something, but that's yeah, like you said, they're literally traveling around the world sourcing different things uh loads of different kinds of vanillas even to go into different things like it was just like beyond amazing um and real ingredients we're not we're not just talking like flavor compounds and additives and all that kind of stuff they're like real physical things that they're putting in to this mental uh what was that thing even called it was like a sort of hop cannon thing but it wasn't it was like a motorboat engine sort of banged on the side of a thing <laughs> yeah Crazy. a hop cannon technically um, yeah but they also called it the spice uh no a hop gun and they called it the spice cannon yeah 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 it's wild wild stuff yeah. and the church is incredible like what a, what a sort of uh, cathedral to beer you know in every sort of sense it was just hmm. if anyone can get to go out there like highly highly recommend it and the hat yeah. the hat as well was just incredible the hat was magic. The pizza was amazing. The slushies we had were amazing as well. I'm always sceptical of these kind of things, but particularly the sour beers I thought really worked. 
Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a really, I don't want to give away any more. It's going to be a really amazing bit of content. And we're also going to dive into the art of On the Polo as well, because that's so much a part of, um, oh, man. of how they've got to where they are, but also how, how their beer really, really manages to speak. Um, and uh, the other amazing, surprising thing we, we're going to talk about is is the fact that they now brew pretty great lager, um, and that's sort of their next big, big project. Um, yeah, it was interesting actually. The the, the Henock when we were talking to Henock about the process of making the beer and the geekiness and the processes, he actually reminded me, and, and he would hate for me to say this, reminded me of uh, Chris Loring from um, Notch and oh, the yeah. level of of geekiness. Um, in the actual process of it um, that goes in, but I'm sure that uh, <laughs> I don't think Chris would ever drink a pastry stout or enjoy a pastry stout. Um, but there was, I, f- I feel like, um, some actual synergies there in terms of, of, of how they go about their business. Yeah, I, f- I feel like, um, obviously, Hellock's sort of background as a home brewer as well, like in one of, I think Sweden's probably like, along with Japan, is like one of the geekiest they like really super get into culture, whatever the culture and or subculture, or whatever. So they're like beer nerds are like super, super nerdy um, and obsessive. And just the way he talked about some of the beers that inspired him as well, I found really uh, joyous. Um, mm. and, and it was just it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience, man. Absolutely, yeah. So it'll be a couple of weeks um, before uh, sort of that main video comes out, but it's definitely going to be worth hanging on for. And obviously, I mean, our pastry stout homebrew episode is going to be wild because we're going to have to we're going to have to do reiterated mashes, split batches, toasting our own. Uh, God knows what we're going to be putting in, but toasting it, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a really fun episode. So I'm excited to get uh, stuck into that. I think I've got my grist recipe just about there i need henock to uh, let me know what he thinks of it but it's nice. it's all in hand um talking of stouts shall we talk about this week's episode oh sorry not on, this week's last week's episode i should say yeah we're all getting a bit jet lagged and time has become an abstract concept at this point um <laughs> after uh, seven days of traveling to two different countries for me anyway but uh mate lowbrow we're in lowbrow land again once again uh the guinness nitro surge johnny it's a gadget that i've wanted to get hands on for a long time but they they proved incredibly elusive and it took uh one of my very good friends who is irish going back to ireland for christmas uh to visit his family he hadn't been back in over two years with covid um so you know, he was just incredibly happy to be home. But amazingly, he brought me back a Nitro Surge and two of the Nitro Surge, Nitro Surge cans as my Christmas present, Johnny. So um, it was just such a lovely, lovely gift. And they were basically impossible to get hold of. So it enabled us to make that video. And uh, thank you, Tommy. Um, mate, I I absolutely love this gadget. I thought it was incredible. What about you? What did you think? Did it dispel your myths? Because, you know, like I think uh, it, it had the potential to be a piece of shit, right? Um, it's, got a, <laughs> it's got a big name slapped on it. But Guinness, out of a can at home, sucks. Um, so, you know, I do like a pint of the black stuff from time to time. Like, as I've said before... It's my safety pint. If I go to a, maybe a pretty bad pub, maybe I've gone to a gig 
we're friends and we've met somewhere that I wouldn't normally go um, and, you know, the beer's a bit dodgy, I will maybe swerve sometimes to a pint of black stuff. Or if I'm in a great Irish pub like Dog and Bell uh, in Deptford, I, I absolutely relish it, mate. But um, for once, I think I had a home pint that was, which just blew my socks off. It was incredible. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> pretty good in terms of a gadget. Pretty good in terms of like you don't really not really that into Guinness. Well, no, you like Guinness. You don't mind Guinness, so um, pretty good in terms of the experience overall. Yeah, exactly. I think um, I, I think the texture Hello? that that it managed to create was was pretty amazing. Um, yeah. I think I think my issue with it. Um, I, I guess, and, and it's also you know my slightly my issue with um, with the car scale at home video that we did. It's just like there's there's still something about you know I'd never really drink Guinness at home. I'd always go out. Yeah. It, it feels like a pub pint, you know. So the best thing that 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 Guinness could do is is install a pub in my house, and then I'd really really enjoy that experience. But in terms of like just the texture of it, it it was pretty bang on. To be fair. Um, I'm still not 100% sure how the gadget entirely works. I know it says like ultrasound, ultrasonic waves, and it seemed yeah. to like when you were pouring, it sort of like turned on and turned off and turned on and turned off. So it's like sending a wave through to agitate the nitrogen and, and create that kind of surge that you get in, in the glass. But, you know, when I don't understand something, I'm always skeptical of it. So I'm still I'm still not sure quite what it does, but it was 100% better than the Guinness draft cans. Yeah. 100% better. Do you not think, I think, right, there's a time for everything in this world, right? So something comes along at the perfect time and it's like, boom, yes, that makes 100% sense. Doesn't this, isn't this the perfect COVID gadget for, you know, uh, the people of Ireland? It wasn't internationally available. It was only available in in Ireland and Northern Ireland. This came out, this must have been an absolute lifesaver during the pandemic when all the pubs were shut. People yeah. of Ireland could, could drink their pretty much national drink at, at, at home and get a little bit of comfort in like a pretty hard time. So I think I think it's a reasonable price point um, and the experience I thought was banging. Yeah, um, well, there, there was a comment that said, you know, 25 quid's a bit much for, for a decent pint of Guinness. You're like, but... The idea is the people that get this are going to use it all the time because I think yeah. that person underestimates how loyal people are to Guinness. It's not for you who enjoys the old pint of Guinness. It's for people that maybe can't get to the pub for whatever reason. It won't be COVID, hopefully, in the future. It'll be another reason. And now they'll they'll always have a decent textured pint of Guinness at home. And that is kind of amazing if that's your beer. You know, it'd be like if I could have... Um, like uh, a, a way of pouring Pilsner Raquel with a with a proper Luca side pour, so it yeah, was always creamy pour. as hell. You know, <laughs> that would be the the equivalent for me. Wow! Imagine if they come out with a with a PU can that's got like a sort of nitro surge side pour <laughs> gadget. On. We were talking about that, making something like that, weren't we? Like three D printing it somehow. But yeah, I mean, don't give the game away, Bradley. That was that is still oh. a, a bit of content I'd uh, yeah, I'd yeah. like to do. There was actually the comment that I wanted to pick out in the video was from Jonas N. Um, he said, "Awesome episode of Lowbrow. Next step would be nitro everything. Episode one, Shankerler does it nitro. Uh, seriously, guys, thanks for that. Um, 
the, the, I don't know what, um, and this is something we should test, I guess. That's what they're asking us to do, but we should test normal CO2 beer through it. But I assume we're just going to get foam and then a flat beer. Yeah, um, man, this is why we need to try it. But I, I also picked that comment out. I've got other comments, but I thought it was a great comment. And it's gone in my, thank you, Jonas, and it's gone top of the list on my lowbrow episode ideas now. So, Oh, my God. Uh, Nitro everything, I think, is great. <laughs> it sounds like a sort of um, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious sort of uh, prequel or sequel. I don't know what it would be, but like Vin Diesel is going to make a guest appearance as we just nitro the fuck out of everything. It got me thinking about other gadgets that that, that sort of also can maybe get you a, a sort of experience like that at home. So um, I know that UKEG, uh, oh, actually, sorry, they're called Growl, Growlerworks. UKEG is the product. They make a UKEG nitro, which allows you to sort of brew, uh, sorry, pour nitro homebrew coffee. Wow. Have I said that right? I think I've said that right. So instead of a CO2 <laughs> canister on a growler, it's a growler, but it has a, a nitrogen canister. And I thought... So well, nitro can... CO2 mix. Yeah. yeah, I was like, if you can do that with, with cold brew, surely you can do that with, with stouts and stuff and nitrogenate them yourself. Only one way to find out. Um, lowbrow. Lowbrow, baby. But I don't know whether... So that's it looks identical to the CO2 gadget, except it's so the CO2 growler, UKEG Go and UKEG whatever it's called. Um, but they're just a different colour. I'm like... This, the pressure presumably is different, so I don't know whether the valves are different. No, it seemed... it'd just be a di- it would be a different tap. A different tap is that all? It... Oh, right. So the tap fitting on it is is it allows yeah. a different kind of way of pouring. Well, at least that, that's my understanding because you need a different nozzle for pouring pouring draft nitro. So I assume it'd be a different tap. Got you. So I thought that was great. Um, we had a comment uh, from Pat. He said, great content as always, guys. Would love to see this up against the physics draft pour machine, which I think would do a better job with the siren beer. Um, probably would, because that that is more of a sort of general dispensing um, gadget, right? So it's not doing, as far as I know, any ultrasonic uh, witchcraft. It's, it's just a way of um, dispensing without sort of letting lots of oxygen into uh, the can or the bottle, whatever you feed under the physics draft pour. Um, I, ha- I had a comment from David Ellis who said, lowbrow baby, oh my goodness, I want one, I want one, I want one. Excellent gadget journalism, Brad. The Steve Jobs of beer gadgetry. Go, go gadget journalism. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not the Steve Jobs, and I wouldn't even call myself a journalist. So, But thank you so much, David Ellis. That made my day when I read that. Um, yeah, so I had a great time. I think, you know, oh, I need to give a shout out. Uh, Ryan Carter said, need to give the Guinness Guru a bit of a nudge for this. Hashtag domage. So yeah, I did. I did uh, reference the domage on the top of the pint, which is something that uh, Guinness Guru talks about a lot on his YouTube's. But also, I've got Irish mates who talk about it as well. So it's not just a Guinness Guru phenomenon that you're sort of looking for for a domage on a pint. But um, yeah, shout out anyway. 
and you know i i had a i had a great time and i i think uh we will we will put it up against some other gadgets for home dispensing we have to right we have to have a shootout of the home dispense gadgets at some point yeah i think it's the logical conclusion once once we've accrued them all and done lowbrows on all of them we can do do a james hoffman style which one would i buy in yes. which we're overly earnest incredibly enthusiastic but very calm in an almost asmr kind of way um nice. which is very much your vibe uh <laughs> we can I'd... we can give that a go beautiful i can't wait for that day so we, we've got a few to get through like i said we'll we'll do the physics uh draft pour machine i was looking at some some pressurized growlers in america that have got different attachments for doing different things i think that, i think i even found one that you can put co2 or nitrogen uh attached to it and then have different um taps and all that sort of stuff on it so i need to reach out again to those guys and see if it's a good product but um yeah it's obviously it's still a thing that people are seeking out to do that aren't comfortable yet about going back into the world or they've just realized that actually don't like anyone and they just want to stay at home and drink great beer so um there are people that decided that i think yeah yeah no right i mean uh human contact's overrated right johnny <laughs> no, it's great. I I miss I miss going to the pub all the time. I used to, mate when we worked together, we used to be down the pub every day for lunch, pretty much, or at least after work. Yeah, no, that, that's the thing back. I miss most about freelance. It's the either the Friday Friday lunch pints or the oh. Friday after Friday after work pints. Incredible. It's just not quite the same. Just no. on your own in the brudio. And it's you know it wasn't even. <clears throat> it was work. It was still work. We were still engaged and thinking about stuff. Um, but it's just great as a as a wind down, isn't it? I guess that's what we try and do and offer with Friday 5pm is that kind of pub wind down experience with friends. At least that's how I look at this. I know you do as well. So hopefully yeah, yeah. listeners at home, you feel that way. Um, exactly. Well, we've run out of time for this week, but hopefully we have provided that for you on this Friday. There was no video this week uh, because it's my turn to go on holiday. I'm going to go stay in a cabin in the middle of nowhere in Herefordshire. Um, so we'll be back next week with our usual content schedule. So videos Wednesday, podcast Friday. Um, and like I say, we've got some amazing Omnipoyo content and lots of other stuff coming up. So that's everything. We will catch you next week. And in the meantime, uh, just remember love and beer. The Bubble and Friday 5pm podcasts are brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer channel. You can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash channel. And if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum, a positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and homebrewing. Love and beer. Love and beer.